0: Yeah. I tried to. I never could. Because they're geese. Oh, uh, welcome back to River Heights Radio. I'm Carl.
1: And I'm Hope.
0: We're excited today to talk about our favorite...
1: Circus performing. Train hopping. Somersaulting. King
0: cat dodging.
1: Not best.
0: Not best of a detective. Nancy, Nancy Drew. Drew.
1: The name of this novel is The Ringmaster's Secret. It was written originally in the 50s, and the rewrite, the revised version, was written in the 70s. It was the first novel not written by Mildred Wirt Benson.
0: What a wild story of intrigue and circus performers. Nancy starts his book off strong, saying, Who knows, Hannah? The trick writing may come in handy someday, when I have a mystery to solve. (laughs) So we get a lot of information dropped on us right off the bat. First of all, Nancy Drew's in this one. Secondly, she's now a trick writer.
1: Yeah, and I- Hannah is back to being the very scared Hannah, not the badass Hannah we sometimes see.
0: She spends most of the book just, like, fretting over Nancy's writing. Why, look, Nancy interrupted herself. Here's a letter and the mystery package from New York.
1: <laughs> the mystery package. So,
0: second, we are already way deep into this. There uh-huh. wasn't a mystery. Now, there is a mystery. (laughs) It's in this New York package. Mm -hmm. Didn't I tell you, Hannah? Come on, Hannah. Keep up (laughs) with my life. (laughs) Aunt Eloise has sent me a gold charm bracelet with a mysterious story. And I'm going to assume it's true and not just like patter from the guy who sold it to her. Yeah. Apparently, this mysterious charm bracelet was given to a certain circus performer, from a queen but the circus performer sold it because she didn't have enough money i suppose that you're going to try and find this circus performer and help her out of her trouble <laughs> says anna i would be happy if someone came to me and said i found your nintendo switch i heard you sold it to a pawn shop when you were having financial troubles and you can have it back <laughs> yeah. I, thank you i guess But it's weird that Nancy feels that that's how all pawn shop items deserve to go.
1: And Nancy has no inclination that she's actually going to give this back. Like, it's her bracelet. Yeah, she she
0: just wants to what? Intrude on this woman's life, I guess.
1: I don't know. How
0: many charms on this charm bracelet? hope one two three four five of them nancy counts aloud Uh uh-oh but the sixth one is missing now this is interesting because each of these charms is a horse each of these horses has a gate
1: (laughs) did you know there's only five gates now
0: there are five gates of the common american horse which means the sixth charm may not be a horse at all or, listener, it could be the sixth yet undiscovered gate. See, it's all tying in with the mystery, and I don't want to spoil anything, but it's, it's actually nothing. It's just a repeat of one of them. It's just a second canter, so hold your horses.
1: Now Nancy has to leave this reverie to go to her horse lessons. Right. She has to go see her instructor, Senor Roberto.
0: Ooh, who opened that horse academy.
1: He used to be with the Sims Circus.
0: I won't go to any circus if it's not a Sim Circus. Today's episode is brought to you by the Sim Circus. (laughs) Sim Circus, we're still open.
1: Now under new management. Now
0: under new management.
1: Sim Circus is coming to town tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Teddy, not Tommy, is gonna (laughs) go with Nancy. She tweaks his nose and reminds him they're getting up at 4:30 a.m.
0: That's wild early for a little kid.
1: Then she turns to Hannah and says, put this away for me. I won't be gone long. Put your own damn bracelet away, Nancy Drew. Listen,
0: she finally knows where Hannah's place is in this one.
1: Or she's finally realized she sucks at hiding things. (laughs) She's seated in her convertible with her reddish blonde hair blowing in the soft summer breeze. She made a charming picture. Iconic American teenager, Nancy Drew.
0: So Nancy shows up for horse lessons and we get to meet a classically nicknamed villain Hitch and his glum manner. If you know what was good for you, Miss Drew, you'd stay away from circus riding. <laughs> I, I can't figure out exactly the accent he's supposed to have, but I'm, I'm getting Cartoon Prospector.
1: But I definitely got, like, Western. Cowboy. What I did notice is the similarities to the grumpy cow hand in the Secret of Shadow Ranch. Sure. And throughout this novel, we hear a lot of things borrowed from originals, like not from the updated versions. I feel like they just went back through and you know, they're like, you know all this stuff that we took out when we updated? Let's just throw a bunch of that in. Referencing pieces of that amalgam as we go through this. I remember watching you play the Nancy Drew game and talking to this grouchy mm. Mm-hmm. Scruff or something. Cowboy. Hitch
0: continues. I'm telling you, quit it. Stop now. Right now. Nancy stared in amazement. Nobody what ain't been brought up in a circus has got any right to try imitating circus folks.
1: And I just love this. I love that Nancy's reaction to all of this is not initially suspicion. It's just like, why is he doing this? That's weird.
0: Hitch is a strange fella with strange ideas. (laughs) It seems Hitch will never get over his dismissal from Sims. He doesn't talk about much else, says Roberto. Hitch hates Sims. That's what we need to know about him.
1: We also need to know that Nancy Drew is very good at what she does. The riding master smiled in satisfaction at the rhythm and grace of Nancy's performance. She's riding Belgian Star, who is the perfect ex-circus ideal horse. Uh, As she's doing her laps, a large stone is thrown. Thrown at the horse's head.
0: 30% of attempted homicides in River Heights come from stones thrown at people's head.
1: Belgian star rears up. (gasps) Nancy is thrown down and blacks out for, I think they said, 30 seconds or something. Not
0: long enough for brain damage, certainly. (sighs)
1: Yeah. But, Senor Roberto is filled with alarm and dismay. And he goes and wakes Nancy up, just hoping she hasn't broken any bones. And Nancy's first words were, Is Belgian star all right? Which is just typical of Nancy.
0: She always puts horses first,
1: not to think of herself. The safety of innocent persons involved had always been her chief concern. He
0: didn't know the stone had been thrown.
1: I do think it's weird when this horse is clearly made out to be like iconically good that he didn't suspect something had happened to the horse. Like, it was very out of character for this horse to rear up. But I think that's why they're contrasting the fact that Nancy would think of the horse and he's just gonna think about Nancy. But Nancy, as you know, had proved herself adept in handling difficult situations and and bringing many criminals to justice and therefore she can shake off getting thrown off of a horse. Naturally.
0: My first concern is for you, says Roberto. He, he's thinking about her before the horse. He's but
1: getting a little snarky about it. If you
0: insist upon knowing about the horse, I'll find out. So he does find out there's a bruise on Bell Star's face, but Nancy Drew finds something more interesting. Hitch seems to have the same outfit as the man she spotted throwing the stone.
1: It takes him a while to run onto the scene, and he has dirt all over him. Just like the man who threw the stone.
0: And was, like, in the dirt. So Nancy interrogates him. Hey, Hitch, uh, how'd you get all that dirt on your shirt? I've heard you're a detective. Is that true? Then I guess I'd better tell you the truth. Seeing as how you'd find it out in the end, I fell in the dirt. (laughs) And I saw someone else through the rock. Yep and gave me a big note that said I'm innocent.
1: I thought this was a clever maneuver. (laughs) It's a clever way to go.
0: I know you'll, listen, I know you'll figure me out, so let me just tell you. I'll come clean. I didn't do it. I just want to be clear how confused I was for a bit that they were referring to Hitch as the groom. Apparently that's what you call a person who grooms horses. He was not getting married. (laughs) Despite the groom's story, Nancy felt sure that he had thrown the first stone. I'll watch him from now on, thought nancy but it was then that she saw someone even more suspicious coming out of the woods it was blonde blue-eyed slightly plump bess
1: oh boy she is into sketching as of this afternoon yeah she just started so she wants to sketch nancy doing her stunt riding george says that's a pretty nice horse is your dad going to let you buy her i assume it In a slight dig at her front.
0: She doesn't say, are you thinking about buying that horse? Mm -mm. Which is what you'd ask someone who was riding a horse. She doesn't say, do you think your dad's going to buy you that horse? Which is what you'd ask someone whose dad buys them a lot of stuff. She asks, is your dad going to allow you to do that? So either Nancy's been suggesting that's the case... Mm. Which she hasn't, because we soon find out that Nancy hasn't planned on buying this horse. Or George just knows that if Nancy touches something, she wants to buy it,
1: and that's why I think she's poking. Come I know, out of right? Her. <laughs> right?
0: Yeah, I agree.
1: So George is going to stand guard, so there are no more rocks thrown. Bass and George get to see Nancy do a bunch of stunts. They are amazed at their friend's proficiency as an equestrian. So she does some somersaults on the horse. Sure. And George says, you're a whiz. You sure kept all this a secret. And yeah, from everybody. We didn't know either, George. No knew. I am so glad to be back to a book where Nancy has a super skill.
0: Yeah, I miss that. Uh, you know, tap dancing or cat showing, yeah. you know, something that she just happens to be good at that will help her with the mystery.
1: Yup, yup. Hitch just doesn't know anything. He's like, yeah, that seems right, but I don't know anything.
0: Still, so they both know more than I would have expected about a story she heard from her aunt in New York about a bracelet that was purchased in London. For such a vague story, these guys are sure like, yes, that's an old circus legend.
1: The next morning, getting up at 4.30 did not seem like a chore to Nancy. Not when she gets ex-
0: to hang out with Teddy from next door
1: i think about the investigation but sure sure so they go and watch the tents being put up. All the children in River Heights are there. And Teddy even gets to let an elephant drink from a bucket. Don't,
0: add, don't, don't, don't use a question sound like that's not the bad thing in the world. So, an elephant drink from a bucket!
1: So Nancy is distracted because George and her neighbor kid are talking to her. Because everyone brings their neighbor kids.
0: Everyone brings a neighbor kid.
1: And she's like, oh no, I thought he was giving a drink to the elephant. Where is he? I just can't help but seeing Tommy, original ivory charm. She brings him to the circus and he jumps on the freaking elephant's trunk. And that's how he gets in trouble with the ringmaster. In this case... There's a pull that falls off of a truck and Nancy saves him from it.
0: By telling him to run.
1: The circus master in this case, who I believe the equivalent of that was the villain in the Ivory Charm, the horrible abusive father.
0: In the Ivory Charm, I think it was just, I think it was just the elephant handler. Because there was also a ringmaster, yeah. wasn't there? Yeah. But he, this guy, ooh, he's a full A, full a ringmaster.
1: That guy performed as a ringmaster. Oh, he did, didn't he? Yeah. At any rate, he is tall and mustached. And he pushes Teddy out of his way rudely. Also, we find out his name is Reinhold Kroon.
0: That does not sound like a hero name.
1: Unlike in the original Ivory Charm, where the circus workers were from India, especially the ones taking care of the elephants, Mm -hmm. you see the difference between how the circus was presented in the 1930s and the way by the time this book was written in the 50s or in the updated version the 70s, how the circus had changed. Now the circus was about the sideshows, the animals, the stunts, The aerialists, it had come to embody a lot more. More like the classic uh, circus you might imagine. And then by the 90s, when I attended some circuses as a kid, there was no lion in a cage. But there were wild animals being brought out, and then there were a bunch of acrobatics. And now circuses, there's a push towards circuses freeing their wild animals or not freeing, but like putting them somewhere where they will be better cared for and not putting them through stunts and things like that. And so I think the future of the circus may just be the acrobatics there's been this whole movement. When they made this book, they're making references to all these other characters and all these other things that have happened. So I think that in a sense, none of their characters are coded or or meant to be any race, but they're directly based off of characters that were. So you're seeing this interesting remnants of previous racism and i think that's interesting because that's a lot of what we deal with in all of our language and in all of our day-to-day lives is not so much direct racism but covert residual racism in the very way that we like think about characters or think about villains you know so anyways instead of him hitting tommy with a whip and Nancy defending him. Instead, Rainhold Kroon pushes the boy out of the way, and Nancy yells after him, but he ignores her.
0: Boy, this Teddy kid does know how to upset people, though. Mm-hmm. Having apparently never seen a tattoo before, Teddy, with an earshot of a man who walks by with a tattoo, says, Is he one of the freaks? Get out of here, growls Rainhold at him.
1: I mean, that is pretty insulting. First of all, probably shouldn't be calling people freaks. Like, when I got my first tattoo, my mother-in-law said she was so sad that I'd ruined my natural beauty. And that only, like, in her mind, only circus performers and motorcyclists had tattoos. You should
0: get a motorcycle. (laughs)
1: Yeah.
0: So Nancy decides to question Mr. Kroon later. It seems he's in charge, while Mr. Sims, the owner of the circus, is off being a rich guy, I guess. And Mr. Kroom seems not in the mood to talk right now.
1: Yeah, Nancy reads that room pretty well.
0: So they go to the parade, and when the Cinderella pumpkin rolls by, (laughs) as is tradition in circus parades. I really, this is not a culture I am aware of, Mm. so maybe that's normal. Either way, the Cinderella performer seems sad as she waves to the audience. Is this because it's her 9 to 5? Probably, but Teddy seems to think that investigation is warranted. Now, Nancy seems to think that he shouldn't have done that, which I think is surprising as investigation is warranted is Nancy's middle name. (laughs) But
1: she hasn't given him his detective badge yet yeah
0: so teddy runs out and gets into the carriage with cinderella he asks her why she's sad and she says i've lost my love
1: lost my prince
0: i've lost my prince Mm
1: -hmm. something
0: very vague and teddy's like oh tight cool i'm gonna wave to people and he does so mr croon rides up then on a horse as angry as ever and he's like you're you're the freak kid And he pulls him out of the cart. He doesn't say that, but he feels that way.
1: Plops him down on the curb.
0: Unceremoniously. You crazy kid. Nancy is even more suspicious of that man. Yep. So they go to see the circus performance. They see the seven clowns. Pride. Greed. Gluttony. (laughs) Stunts.
1: They describe these clowns in detail. The whole act they describe in detail. Final stunt is a ladder is brought in by one of the clowns. Mm -hmm.
0: And and a second clown climbs to the top.
1: And then the guy lets go of the ladder.
0: And he balances. At this point, the book says everyone realized that this was an exacting stunt not just a clownish act (laughs) and like what disrespect to everything you've just seen like suddenly everyone realized that this didn't suck so bad and they clapped loudly as pietro the clown noticed nancy's bracelet
1: i think they were like we want one of the heroes to be a clown but like you have to still respect him
0: yeah this isn't you know one of those hobo clowns yeah so pietro approaches nancy and asks her to meet him where else by king cat's cage the chekhov's cat of this book
1: So then there is also described a complex Cinderella performance involving a stage set of six white horses, pumpkin pulled up by ropes. The Cinderella is doing a complex aerialist act. Mm -hmm. She falls. Yes. Croon has no sympathy for this. He's like, you're ruining the show.
0: He's like poking at her with an umbrella go. as she gets off the
1: net. Yeah, go bow. Pietro helps her up and Croon is also not nice to Pietro. He's like, what are you doing here? Leave her alone. Go away. So Nancy goes to wait for Pietro after the show at King Cat's Cage. She observes the lion. How handsome, but how cruel he looks. Just like the ringmaster, she thinks
0: i guess she thought the ringmaster was handsome
1: i mean he sounds handsome
0: <laughs> tall i guess
1: so pietro tells her that lolita has a similar horse charm on her necklace that her mom gave her when she was five what? he also tells nancy that that old villain croon makes lolita work too hard he doesn't care about anything but money
0: He trapezes her fingers to the bone. Which is
1: a common thread of all the villains. For sure. And... Didn't we
0: once say the crime is wanting money instead of having money?
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Lolita is her name. The name of the girl is Lolita. We're just
0: going to all have to deal with that.
1: Yeah. Her her mom's name was Lola, so...
0: She's a little Lola.
1: Yep. Nancy says, he does seem dictatorial.
0: Just like a lot.
1: Pietro says that's putting it mildly. Croon is cruel, and I don't trust him.
0: I guess Pietro has a pretty high view of dictators. Then
1: <laughs> it's not
0: just a dictator; he's also untrustworthy.
1: So now Ned shows up in the book. Ned, instead of a college student, he's a college athlete. Sure. Still tall and good looking. And he is back to the old jealous jelly Ned that we know and love.
0: That's my cry baby.
1: He says, don't get yourself so mixed up with clowns and aerialists that you can't even find time to talk to me.
0: Not even like go on a specific date, like talk to me at all. Mm Mm-hmm. Nancy laughed at Ned, but (laughs) she knew he had a good reason to scold her. (laughs) Because she liked it. Many times when they had a date, she had changed plans completely. Involved him in some mystery she was trying to solve. Indeed, she had.
1: Almost every time, as far as I know.
0: (laughs) Right? But this time would be different. They're just going to the circus. Our first obstacle, there's no more room.
1: Yeah, they're out of tickets for the circuit. I don't know
0: why this even comes up. Nancy's like, well, can we just see the animals? Can we just walk about? And he's like, "Uh, yeah, that doesn't, seems like that's not against fire code.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: seems like if our tent catches fire, we'll be fine if mm. you don't go in it. But then they do go in it.
1: Yeah, eventually. There's room. Yeah, only in the special booths.
0: So they go in to see the animals and sideshows.
1: They use an inappropriate term throughout this book for little people. They do. And you should revisit our mini-sode, number 11, where we discuss Grumper and how they did him wrong and the biases and stereotypes towards little people in our society.
0: So this particular little person refuses to give directions to Lolita's trailer.
1: He says it's against circus policy
0: so nancy left ned watching the fire eaters which that's pretty cool doesn't
1: she then ask a 400 pound lady who tells her the same thing
0: yeah yeah which i don't know get better attractions
1: so she's like okay ned you watch the fire eater i'm gonna go sleuth
0: well luck was with her as she hears croon arguing with lolita
1: he wants lolita to perform She doesn't want to perform. When he comes out, he's given her an ultimatum that she better perform, and she better know it in 30 minutes or something.
0: Or else. Or
1: else. His face was livid, and Nancy wondered whether the man could be in his right mind. What a nutcase. our minisode number eight which is about stereotypes against mental illness so lolita was startled but when she realized that nancy wanted to be friendly she smiled through her tears so she tells Nancy that she sometimes wonders if her parents are really dead. We all wonder that sometimes. Yeah, because these are her foster parents, mm-hmm. the croons. Just like in the original Ivory Charm.
0: Mm-hmm. It's another Count out situation.
1: And also like the bungalow mystery.
0: I think it's one of four mysteries we solve.
1: With foster parents, because there's also the hidden staircase too. Remember the hidden staircase too? Oh, the twisted candles.
0: Twisted candles, yeah.
1: Nancy says impulsively. Would you like me to help you find out? Of course she would.
0: Is he just like jumps ship from what mystery she was barely on to this better mystery luckily they have the same mystery
1: she's more careful sometimes than others lolita tells her my foster parents are very close-mouthed about the whole thing sometimes i think there must be a reason nancy leaves her with hope and love she says to nancy i never met you until a few minutes ago but already you are my friend i feel much better i can perform now and she gives nancy box tickets the most eventful thing that happens in the box, the special box, is that Nancy is almost choked to death by a strange man who sits behind her.
0: Day-to-day, run-of-the-mill stuff.
1: You know how that happens. And Ned doesn't even notice until after it's done.
0: Well, to be fair, I mean, those trapeze artists. <laughs> such tight skin suits. The whip that Nancy had been almost choked to to death with with a souvenir whip report the circus cops
1: yeah like they sell at the circus apparently yep another difference between the 50s and the 90s i like
0: to go to the circus get myself a souvenir whip have all the clowns sign it (laughs) as they leave lolita blows nancy a kiss a connection has been made clearly nancy leaves a note for pietro Asking him to bring Lolita to her house tomorrow. The detective's mind went back to her harrowing experience of being choked to death.
1: I just love moments where they admit that this stuff is traumatic.
0: Nancy was almost choked to death, but luckily, like, she got a kiss and she continued. And then she was like, oh yeah, I was almost choked to death. Oops. (laughs) Luckily, that reminds her to check her pockets where she finds a note. Now, how, you might ask, do you use two hands to choke someone with a whip and also slip something into their pocket? That's, that's a circus secret, my love.
1: That is a circus <laughs> secret.
0: Stay away, says the note, from the circus and everyone in it.
1: <laughs> Nancy
0: was dumbfounded. Of course, I won't pay any attention to it, she says
1: sounds like hitch
0: meanwhile dan webster visits senor roberto and compliments nancy's fine riding
1: he's in charge of the horse department at the circus i knew he was
0: important but i couldn't remember who he was
1: and he shows up at nancy's horse lesson to visit his old friend from the circus senor Senor Roberto. roberto
0: where he sees nancy riding and he's like that's the best thing i've ever seen
1: They hug, and Nancy's so happy to see them hugging, and they say, amigo mio. That is nice. Yeah, it's a really cute display of affection between men. Dan is like, oh yeah, there's totally a mystery at the circus.
0: You want a mystery? We got a mystery.
1: And Nancy half reproachfully says to Signor Roberto, you never told me there was a mystery at Sims. In Signor Roberto's defense. He left before it happened, so... No
0: defense. There's no <laughs> excuse.
1: Dan describes Croon as an odd mixture of charming and cruel. Croon almost seems to hypnotize folks, he says. This is a callback to the original moss-covered mansion where the villainess is a person of Romani heritage Mm. who works at the circus. That's true. She is throughout the novel said to hypnotize people and even seemingly does.
0: She might just be a bully also.
1: (laughs) But this never comes up again. Croon doesn't seem to hypnotize anyone. In fact, nobody seems to ever like him.
0: I think tall people just get respect.
1: We do find out that Sims, Mr. Sims, who actually owns the circus, is putty in Croon's hands. It's almost as if Croon has some evil hold over Sims. Oh, yeah, and Lolita. And even Mrs. Croon. Like, uh, yeah. Anyway,
0: bit of a mystery. It
1: might be hypnotism. So apparently mrs croon used to be in the circus but then she got too heavy to ride on the horses or maybe do the stunts i'm not but sure like
0: not heavy enough to be the 400 pound woman i guess
1: is it like gymnasts where they're too heavy after they're 13 Oh, like uh. i don't know i don't know how this works i do think that there's this message in there that we should look down on mrs croon for having got too heavy though no. like she's the villain right no, that's true so while he's there dan webster decides he's gonna teach nancy how to summer on a horse nancy's like maybe not but then she says perhaps the stunt is not as difficult as it looks
0: i mean maybe
1: you're absolutely right says dan and after she does the somersaults after only a few spills he says splendid and he gives nancy another circus ticket i don't think she pays for anything but the first show
0: i assume teddy's parents paid for that one (laughs) Yeah, probably Oh, that souffle looks yummy, says Nancy as she returns home. Well, sit right down and eat it. Nothing should interrupt a souffle, says Hannah. The next four or five chapters of the book are them eating. Nothing interrupts it. No, wait!
1: I I think that it's funny because Nancy's like, yep, her meals are always getting interrupted. Ha ha ha.
0: (laughs) Just then, Pietro and Lolita show Have you ever had a souffle? Yeah. Are they good? Uh Uh-huh. Dang it. Just then, Pietro and Lolita show up. At first, Nancy doesn't recognize them because they're in normal clothes, which is a mood. I don't know how often I've seen someone from work and I've been like, "Oh, I'm sorry. Right. Oh. It turns out that this clown and this Cinderella want to get married. But there are two obstacles. One, Croon the foster father. And two, she wants her parents there.
1: Her real parents. Yeah,
0: not the crummy ones. <laughs> lolita has discovered that she was never legally adopted she's mostly just a kidnap victim
1: yeah so pietro's father mr Favia, thought he saw lola flanders lolita's mother at a circus in london
0: mm-hmm. and when pietro told mr croon this mr croon flew into a rage <laughs> and forbade pietro to speak to lolita ever again so some <laughs> obstacles
1: So Lolita asks Nancy to talk to Mrs. Kroon in in Lolita's trailer. Sure. Mrs. Kroon looks at Nancy's bracelet, but she does not comment. Nancy is like, Oh, does Lolita get her prowess as an aerialist from you? Her mother? Her real mother? (laughs) Mrs. Kroon says, Our private lives are our own business, and kicks Nancy out of the trailer.
0: Don't you love how rarely Nancy's attempts to make casual conversation with criminals? work yeah like if they're caught she'll just be like tell us Mm -hmm. but if they're not she's like hmm do you think the weather today is okay for horses they're like i will never tell you
1: yep (laughs) i'm sorry please forgive me nancy says as she backs out of the trailer but the circus workers tell her don't mind mrs croon lolita's her adopted daughter and she's awfully touchy on the subject Nancy goes to see the show with Dan Webster's ticket, and lo and behold, the best horse stunt rider, she's going along, an object comes out of nowhere, and hits her horse in the head.
0: Is it the rock from earlier?
1: (laughs) No, it's another souvenir whip. A
0: dumb thing to throw. (laughs)
1: Yeah. This whip seemed to be forgotten about by everyone but Nancy. Mm-hmm. She's really clever. Nancy thinks maybe it's Hitch. And maybe his grudge is with the circus, not me. Which I think it's saying something if you first assume the, the grudge is with you.
0: There are a lot of Nancy grudges <laughs> in this town.
1: I know. So Nancy blames all three bits of mischief on Hitch. Why not? He also choked her, probably. Yeah,
0: you got the villain name, so it's good.
1: Two souvenir whips at a circus.
0: What are the odds? <laughs>
1: Rosa is badly injured. Her ankle is sprained. Nancy, she goes to visit her good friend, chief of police, McGinnis. That Denny guy didn't work out. Or maybe he was just a sub. He's gone. We got Um, McGinnis again. He says, whenever you seek me out, I know something's in the wind. And he also says, I was really hoping we'd get through this whole circus thing without any problems, but I suppose we have to expect such things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know that circus
0: travelers. Nancy tells oh, the so, chief
1: yeah. that she was almost choked to death.
0: Why didn't you tell me? He responds. I did tell the circus police, says Nancy, <laughs> not realizing she had reported it to several clowns.
1: <laughs> she gets like, who are the circus defensive. police?
0: Like, are there just like clowns who go around with like pies going like?
1: Yeah, she gets kind of defensive and like has to defend her actions. Just fun to see.
0: So he suggests that she bring in the note that she found in her pocket for one of those microscopic tests.
1: We never see anything about this.
0: I don't know what those
1: are. (laughs) And I know her defense was like, I didn't bring you the note, but like, I promise I studied it and there was nothing.
0: I think Chief McGinnis is just making a scrapbook. He says, he'll put a detail on that fellow hitch.
1: I love how every book, Nancy's like, I'd love to have this villain followed, but I just, I can't, I don't have any evidence. She has no evidence against Hitch. And Chief McGinnis is like, sure. Yeah. It's not even Nancy's idea. He's just like, this is what we're going to do.
0: Yeah, we'll figure that out. Meanwhile, Dan Webster wants to see Nancy in his office. He needs a sub for the finest horse trick rider there is. And Nancy's just the girl. So Dan says, "I right, listen, I don't think crew will mind. You can fill in for, uh rosa and it'll be perfect because if no one does we all lose our jobs
1: yeah no pressure
0: apparently the way that this circus works is if anyone hurts themselves and you don't replace them everyone in the act gets fired
1: yeah, because that evening the horses can't change their routine the people can but the horses can't so if there's nobody to ride that final horse they just can't do the act yeah
0: and you would think that they would just not do the act for a bit but no they're fired Nancy felt sorry for this group. They depended on their act for their livelihood.
1: I feel like Nancy feels sorry for anyone who depends on something for their livelihood. Yeah, who needs a livelihood. Besides, Dan says, this is a golden opportunity to go behind the scenes and solve your mystery. He knows how to get to Nancy's heart. Now he's talking. But Nancy still says, I need my dad's permission. Sure. Lolita and Pietro walk in. Nancy's surprised to see them out in the open and they say, we're becoming very bold. Ooh. Besides, we have people looking out for us and they'll tell us if my dad's coming.
0: We're becoming very bold and furthermore we're hiding even better than ever. (laughs) Yeah.
1: So Lolita Says to Nancy, it would be nice to have your father's permission, but he usually gives permission for you to ride horses, right?
0: This is just riding horses somewhere else in a more dangerous and unstable environment in front of hundreds of people. Some of which might throw whips. It's the same thing.
1: she <laughs> says, okay, I guess there's no harm in trying out. And you know what? Even better, Bess and George are here. I'll make them go find my dad and make sure I get the permission.
0: I just, we get this whole subplot about her trying <laughs> to get permission from her dad. Yeah. And then just kind of getting it implicitly.
1: Yeah. She says to Lolita, the whole thing might be a flop with me in it. Lolita says, oh no, it couldn't be.
0: Not with that titanium blonde hair.
1: Bus Begs Nancy to reconsider. Croon sees Nancy and kicks her out of the circus.
0: Yeah, he's had enough of her tomfoolery.
1: I love that this is another complex, like, hand signal thing. Pietro seems to indicate that she was to pretend to leave and then come back and meet him with, like, a hand signal, which just reminded me of the original whispering statue when her dad does that in the hotel.
0: Yeah, and of course, our listeners all know that the hand signal looks like this.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Nancy says to Pietro, I suspect that Mr. Kroon knows who I am. She's referring to, of course, knows that she's a detective.
0: Yeah, and she like has been talking to Lolita and she's been upsetting Mrs. Kroon. Like,
1: yeah, the reason he gives is that she was with Teddy, I guess. Yeah,
0: that kid really
1: ruined it all for her. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Pietro tells Nancy that he overheard even more incriminating evidence against the Croons. He heard Mrs. Croon say that their money meant nothing if anyone found out what they did.
0: I'm trying to think of what the funniest thing could be. Mm-hmm. Remove the gold standard. The Croons thinks Nancy may have secretly gained possession of money that did not rightfully belong to them.
1: Uh-uh. <laughs> I love the complicated way they say that instead of just like, Nancy thought maybe they stole the money.
0: No, because, like, Nancy (laughs) wants all her bases open. Uh Did they steal it? Maybe. Did they find it? Maybe.
1: Did they blackmail?
0: Maybe. Were they paid too much? Maybe. Doesn't matter how they got something they didn't deserve. Mm
1: -hmm. Mm-hmm. Embezzle. Or, or,
0: yeah, or even, like, was it a gift that Nancy doesn't think they should have had?
1: (laughs) She's on the case. (laughs)
0: You know, anything.
1: (laughs) They're bad. That's the point.
0: And Nancy is sure that she'll be in danger riding there.
1: She's very worried about the performance and her horse getting attacked.
0: Pietro points out that at this moment, he needs to stay with the circus. Even if we ran away and got married, Croon might continue to make life miserable for us. Nancy, hot in the tail of a mystery, says, I agree. (laughs) Stick around. We meet Nancy's roommate... Now this is where it starts to get weird for me because I didn't realize Nancy was moving into the circus. And I don't know if she realized it. But they keep calling Erica her roommate and she's like, okay.
1: I do think she realized it because that's specifically why she needs to ask her dad.
0: So we meet Erica, the roommate, who has lovely blonde hair and big blue eyes. You know, one of those.
1: Probably not the villain. So Nancy goes to do her tryout and Ran Coco, the leader of the horse troop, Mm. is impressed.
0: For a girl not reared in the circus, she certainly is remarkable, he says. He teaches her how to canter with two people on the same horse. And though she falls off a few times, she is soon an
1: expert. Obviously. So someone comes in yelling, Croon's coming! And Nancy says, He mustn't see me! You'll have to take my place to Bess, who just got there.
0: What? What?
1: Poor Bess. The
0: only way to (laughs) get Bess to do something is just to be like, Now! Huh?
1: Croon comes in before Bess can even register what's happened and says, So you're the girl who's trying out, eh? Why, uh, yes. I thought it was somebody else. You don't look like much of a rider, says Croon. Dang. He tells Bess to show him her riding, so she obediently mounted her steed. She felt sick with fear, and only her loyalty to Nancy gave her the courage to carry on.
0: Luckily, she is herself an accomplished rider.
1: Yeah, as we knew from Shadow Ranch. Croon mm-hmm. is impressed, but he says, You need to do some tricks. And she says, Uh, I can't in these clothes. She asks for an hour to change. And Karin says, I'll give you exactly half. Well, 45 minutes. So Nancy is dressed and made up to look like Bess. Naturally. Bess is now subbed for Nancy. Nancy's going to be Bess. But she's not Bess. Don't forget.
0: I'm glad that Bess understood what was happening there, because I feel like if I was Bess and he'd come in and been like, you're auditioning? I would have been like, yes, I'm Nancy Drew.
1: Bess says to Nancy, you're just going to get yourself in trouble. And she is. Yeah.
0: That's the plan, usually. (sighs) The
1: best kind of trouble. Mystery solving.
0: Nancy's appearance Uh, it seemed, was considerably changed. (laughs) George stared at Nancy as if she had seen a ghost, which is crazy because Bess is alive. What's been going on, George asks. Well, what's been going on is George got in touch with Carson and he said he'd be happy to let Nancy pitch hit in the circus act. (laughs) which is a baseball term for a circus thing.
1: It's a baseball term for somebody subbing as a hitter.
0: I guess Carson's in a baseball mood recently.
1: But it's the term that's used throughout the book by everybody.
0: (laughs) In fact, he's so excited that he's going to come see Nancy do her act and bring Aunt Eloise with him. (gasps) tonight hannah meanwhile has a message from the chief who said to watch out for hitch as they lost track of him nancy felt sure that he'd run away because he was guilty police found souvenir whips in his quarters i guess just like piles of them i guess he just had a lot of souvenir whip
1: that's his weapon of choice (laughs) he collects
0: souvenir whips
1: yeah Now, Nancy is worried. Hitch might be lurking around, planning more deviltry. If he were, nobody would be safe.
0: I love that they call it deviltry, which is a weird thing to call it, but then they just keep calling everything he does deviltry like three times.
1: Yeah, he's pretty much the devil. (laughs) When she tells Dan her suspicions, he's livid with Hitch. That shriveled up good for nothing. I never did have any use for him. I'll find him. Meanwhile, Nancy talks to Lolita, who tells her that croon says she's penniless which is suspicious because surely her parents left her some money
0: interesting
1: Nancy gets ready for the show but before she can get dressed Hitch steals her costume <laughs> and runs off with it <laughs> Dan is thunderstruck at this latest bit of devil tree. Yeah, there it is. Luckily, somebody finds it under the bleachers.
0: And they explicitly say in like a different box.
1: Yeah. Nancy had never been more excited and nervous in her life. It was thrilling to ride with the circus people. She purposefully snubs slash ignores Bess George, her dad, and Aunt Eloise, who are there to cheer her on, because she doesn't want anyone to know she's Nancy Drew.
0: What if Croon knows? <laughs> <laughs> I can't even. You know, what if Croon notices the girl waving to someone specific in the crowd?
1: Yeah. So Croon comes on introduces the Vascon family troupe and Nancy smiles as she thinks it's so funny that she's not related to them and none of them are related to each other.
0: Nancy doesn't get it. When you're here, you're family.
1: Luckily, Nancy's a natural circus performer. She made <laughs> no mistakes and her performance was excellent. I like the use of excellent because you know that she's going to improve so you start with excellent Mm. you don't want to start with like amazing or like perfect perfect or anything like that we'll get to that later it could be excellenter yeah more excellent than ever the best performance of her life
0: just then a gasp from the crowd the performers heads turn to see what has to be the slowest moving baseball (laughs) with the amount of actions that are described they see the baseball they hide from the baseball The crowd gasps at the baseball. And then it just lands on the other side of the ring. Someone threw it too hard. Someone, probably Hitch. So random
1: that it's a baseball. It's a
0: baseball this time. (laughs) Is it just whatever he finds? I don't know. (laughs) A bag of jelly beans. So Nancy thinks this is a perfect time between shows to sleuth. She asks Ned to join and they first go to Signor Roberto's stables. This place is as dark as a tomb and just about as cheerful
1: assume it's a nice bit of property in the country it can't be so bad as ned is making it out to be
0: he doesn't like the dark
1: yeah i think so but
0: then just like a tomb they see someone trying to steal the horse
1: (laughs) belgian star where are you going
0: as someone gallops away they decide that they'll chase them in the car at some point they say that they believe whoever's stealing the horse has figured out they're being followed which i would hope so they're in a car so the rider takes off across an open field to lose them but he doesn't realize that ned doesn't care about his own shocks and also goes across the field.
1: He doesn't realize this is an off-roading convertible.
0: Whenever Ned's driving, I assume it's the station wagon. It just seems right for
1: him. That them. they have to borrow from the parents. Now,
0: that's true. Mm. And they would care about those shocks. Yeah. The convertible, they'll just have her dad buy her a new one. Nancy jumps out of the car when they get to the other side of the field and calls to Star. Belgian Star! Ho! Heat ho! What do they say to horses? Yay! Whoa!
1: Stop, come back, I believe is what she says.
0: Listen, I don't speak horse. The point
1: is,
0: (laughs) she hears, presumably coming from the horse thief, No, stop it, go, what are you doing? Oh, God! (laughs) As Belgian Star listens to who he truly loves, Nancy Drew, and walks right back to her. On Star's back is Hitch, who jumps off and runs into the woods before stumbling and falling and blacking out. Ned is very disappointed. He was giving chase and did not get to tackle him.
1: Yeah, but it almost seems like he's like, no, Nancy, I didn't kill him. He fell. He
0: didn't? Listen. <laughs> I know how this looks. <laughs> So, Ned rides the horse with Hitch slumped over as Nancy drives back. Gosh, they could have put that unconscious man in the car. Huh.
1: Yeah. They didn't need Ned to. Ned could have <laughs> driven the unconscious man to and the Nancy hospital could have even. ridden the horse that knows her. to. Yeah. That's not what happened. <laughs> nope.
0: As he's still unconscious, they tie him up when they get back to the ranch.
1: Yeah, they use bits of harness that they find around, I guess
0: the police had taken all the souvenir whips.
1: When he comes to, he's screaming like a madman. They had no right to tie him up, which is technically true. Probably true. Ned says, you'd better start talking. And Nancy says, if he doesn't, she'll call the police. Which she's going to do anyways.
0: I think there's something terrifying. If you wake up tied up. Even if you were the perpetrator, when you find out that they haven't called the cops yet, that's scary.
1: It's a little scary. Actually
0: do call the cops. What are you going to do?
1: When she asks Hitch why he strangled her, he lets slip, how'd you know I did that? How'd you know? The chief does arrive and he takes charge. But Hitch says, I ain't talking. They find Senor Roberto upstairs bound and gagged. He had been whipped. They describe in detail. His shirt is off. There are angry red welts all over him. Nancy puts salve on these, like, whip wounds. He's going to the hospital. And it's just on a whim that Nancy's like, wait a second, where's Senor Roberto and all this? Yeah,
0: they, they almost didn't check up on the dying man upstairs. Yeah.
1: Chief says to Hitch, it would go easier on you in court if you talked.
0: Remember, that's a lie.
1: Says, I hate Sims Circus and everybody in it. Circuses are evil things. Everybody who runs them is crazy.
0: Such a pivot from people who aren't in the circus shouldn't do circus things yeah. to people who aren't in the circus and people who are in the circus shouldn't do circus things. Yep. He calls Croon the biggest thief in the world before letting out the most curdling yell that nancy had ever heard he tries to break away does not get away and chief mcginnis slaps those bracelets onto him but just then nancy realizes this has all been between shows
1: yeah she's she, late she's hacking late <laughs> she has 20 minutes to get to the show
0: so ned speeds along but just then lights They're pulled over by a police officer.
1: On a motorcycle. She knew that they had been going over the legal speed limit. And that's happened two books in a row. After all those books of her being like, She
0: sped as fast as she was allowed. Luckily, Nancy knows just the thing to say to a police officer to get him off her case. When they're pulled over, she decides the best thing to say is to give a good reason. Listen, I'm late for a circus show. And it's super important. A lot of people's jobs depend on it. And the cop's like, oh, well, that's too bad. I thought you were Nancy Drew. Had you, you looked just like this girl, I would have let off the hook. But had, now <laughs> you've made it clear you're just a circus person and you're in trouble.
1: Two other options in this choose-your-own-adventure would have been to say, I'm Carson Drew's daughter, yep. Nancy Drew. Or just like say nothing, take the ticket and go.
0: And either of those would have been a lot more expedient yes. than <laughs> apparently just telling him what you were doing.
1: She begrudges the time it takes her to tell him the story.
0: Like pulling teeth and finally he says, Okay, I will speed along in front of you. I'll, I'll get you there. <laughs> because, you know, the cops are all in Carson's pocket. They get there with just moments to spare before Nancy has to go on.
1: Erica literally peeled Nancy out of her street clothes. She's wearing a grease lightning outfit. So after the show, the applause was loud and genuine. Her father and her friends are clapping and waving madly.
0: None of that sarcastic applause you sometimes
1: get. So she tells Ned to meet her at King Cat's Cage. After King Cat's the Cage? Show. <laughs> Isn't that
0: where they keep the Chekhov's line?
1: She says, okay, I'm going home. And Erica says, no, you are not. That's against the rules. And she says, okay, I'm going to go talk to Dan. And Dan's like, yeah, that's against the rules. And she's like, uh-oh, I need a... Suitcase before we moved to Danford, which they do overnight as the circus travels overnight. Anyone who has watched Dumbo knows this. Nancy.
0: Yeah, Nancy. Get your Disney movies straight.
1: (laughs) Ned agrees to run home, get Nancy's suitcase, and run back with it. Unbeknownst to Hannah, she agrees to pack Nancy's suitcase. And he says, that sounds like a big order, packing any girl's suitcase in that short of time
0: I don't think Ned could dress himself in 15 minutes
1: listen Hannah packs Nancy's suitcase every day constantly there is constant packing of suitcases I think at this point Hannah has suitcases pre-packed oh you're going somewhere cold here's your suitcase oh you're going somewhere warm here's your suitcase it's all good, Ned. Just do your part. Don't worry. Don't worry about Hannah.
0: I absolutely, does. I absolutely love this headcanon. This is true for me now. <laughs> so Ned goes and gets the circus case.
1: Yes, the, the one packed for circuses. She says to him, you're a dear. Erica is already wearing her long attractive dressing gown and slippers because she's just going to sleep the whole train ride. No such luck for Nancy, who is not used to train rides. She can't sleep. Once they're set up in Danford, Nancy goes around the circus and asks everybody probing questions, learning nothing. The last person she comes upon is an old man looking through a scrapbook.
0: Isn't, wasn't he an elderly clown?
1: That sounds right to me.
0: Which I love. Like, he's the old clown. He's been clowning for years.
1: When Nancy asks about Lolita's parents, he shows her his pages on John and Lola Flanders, including news articles about their accident in multiple languages. Newspapers from around the world. Like, he is thorough. He says, they were a very talented couple. Too bad about their accident. For some reason, it was hushed up. Nancy reads in the paper that... While John Flanders was killed outright, Lola Flanders did survive the accident and they weren't sure if she would live or not. And no- I
0: mean, no, no article ever seemed to say. I wonder, is there a deeper mystery here that we never assessed? Who covered up their death? I mean, that wasn't Kroon. croon couldn't hush up an international incident that was written about in many languages. Were they killed by the mafia? Like,
1: I feel like the public just lost interest. Like, it's a big headline. Oh, these circus people died in an accident. I also felt like this was a callback to Venus's father, who was a circus performer, aerialist, and killed in the circus.
0: Venus from...
1: The original Moss Covered Mansion. Right, Moss
0: Covered Mansion. Absolutely. I just... It's such a specific line. It was hushed up for some reason. I love the idea that Nancy's investigating this whole what's going on with the bracelet thing, and there's this, like, huge other that she's like, well, that's not the one.
1: Yeah, I imagine it's Croon doing the hush up within the circus. She never goes to the library in this one and like looks for the newsreels.
0: The elderly clown's worldview is so myopic he doesn't know that it's only been hushed up at work.
1: Yeah, Croon is like cut that article out of all of their <laughs> newspapers for a month.
0: Though Lola, it seems, was not expected to live. They did have a fortune. Ooh. Where did that fortune go? Not to hospice care, that's for sure, because she died. Or did she?
1: Not to Lolita.
0: Not to Lolita. Good taxes? Hard to say. The clown also reveals that the bracelet used to have two cantering horses, just like the one on Lolita's necklace. Unfortunately, he also says that the one Lolita has appears to be a pale imitation of the original.
1: Nancy immediately suspects that the croons took the real one and sold it. Exactly
0: and having questioned everyone in the entire circus by that evening nancy drew felt as if she really were a part of it all
1: i think it's just because she kept performing throughout the day nope i
0: don't think so (laughs) i think that nancy drew feels like she's home when she's asked everyone a lot of intrusive questions (laughs) nancy concluded that circus life was strenuous good conclusion
1: nancy Yeah. Just don't run away to the circus girl.
0: Probably don't do that. Erica insists that Nancy come to Lolita's party where Lolita has a certain surprise.
1: Nancy's like, I'm just tired. I don't think so. But
0: there's a surprise, <laughs> which is like a mystery that someone solves for you. <laughs> that surprise is that Lolita and Pietro are going to elope. They're truly getting very bold.
1: Oh, and Nancy's very happy for them. Finally, they will escape the abuse and horrible work hours. Wrong. What?
0: Oh, no, says Nancy. This could fudge up my mystery.
1: <laughs> you mustn't do that. And then she realizes that she's put a damper on the party.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it really was, we're going to elope. Oh, no, 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 no. No, nope. whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> All right, everyone, let's just take a cold shower real quick. I've got a mystery. <laughs> Yeah, and it does. I have no doubt it puts a damper. And the way she explains it is, you know, if you leave, Kroon will think something's up. I'll never find out about your parents. It just, but it feels manipulative. To me, it feels like she's once again thinking second about the person involved with the mystery and first in what needs to be done to get to the end of the mystery.
1: It's also like this moral judgment, like eloping is definitely not good. You should get married with your parents present in a church.
0: Mm, that's interesting.
1: Like, I just think that's a different part of it.
0: Interesting. Yeah, I can see that.
1: Because she says specifically, I don't want to seem like I'm preaching.
0: Right. She says, I yeah, I don't want to seem preachy, which is funny because like, I don't want to seem preachy, but like stay with your foster parents while they abuse you.
1: Yeah. You can't be encouraging little girls to elope.
0: Or go to the circus. Do (laughs) neither of these things.
1: So Carson shows up in Nancy's tent because the news he has to tell her is so confidential that he can't do it by phone.
0: You know, usually if Carson contacts you by phone or fax or telegram, it's because he's not him and that was a trick.
1: He's tired of that happening. <laughs> yeah. Hitch confessed. Hey! To all his parts. Apparently, Croon and Hitch had conspired against Nancy. Oh. Uh... But originally, Hitch left the circus because Croon was blackmailing him. Oh. But Croon was blackmailing him because he had blackmailed Croon oh. when he found out that Mrs. Croon kidnapped lolita
0: oh mm-hmm. yeah okay yeah that makes sense
1: but even though he did throw rocks and baseballs and whips and try to strangle nancy he very specifically did not whip senor roberto he
0: would never
1: yeah nancy says i believe he's telling the truth but this only complicates matters
0: i wish he did try to kill senor roberto
1: they know that croon didn't whip senor roberto Mm -mm. because he was at the circus working
0: could there be superfluous villains we don't know about also involved like all the time
1: (laughs) no sooner have we caught one but we need to find another yeah nancy's bracelet has also been stolen according to
0: i love the way he informs her too he's like also guess what (laughs)
1: nancy is very upset and carson says don't take it so hard i'm sure it'll show up
0: it's just a jewelry
1: nancy wants to find the sixth horse and the bracelet and solve all the mysteries carson suggests That the bracelet could be a wedding gift when Lolita and Pietro get married. I feel like Karsten just wants to prove he's hip enough to know that info.
0: (laughs) That's so funny. Yeah, how did he know that?
1: Mm -hmm. But she misses the point entirely and says she will not gift the bracelet unless it is rightfully Lolita's. So... After all. Just like in Ivory Charm. Just like with Togo. Yeah. Just like in many books...
0: If it's in her possession, it belongs to her.
1: And the truth is, yeah. Well, for this one, certainly. That's the truth. But also, like, wouldn't you want to give it back to her? And also, the idea of a wedding gift is to give someone something that isn't rightfully theirs. That's why it's a gift. Yeah.
0: Yeah, Nancy basically says, if it belongs to her, then I won't give her a wedding gift. But if it doesn't, then I'll give her a different gift and keep this.
1: Yeah, yeah. This is a special gift my aunt gave me. Erica comes back. In after Carson leaves, and says, You look as if you'd lost your best friend. And she did, because her best Carson friend is that bracelet.
0: Oh. Fair <laughs> enough.
1: Erica reports that Croon is in a worse humor than usual. Uff. And Nancy figures out that means there's a spy. How else would he know that his daughter was gonna elope? And that's the only reason he has for being in a bad mood.
0: Croon is in charge of the whole circus and they're like someone amongst the circus is a spy i mean you're just saying that someone likes croon enough to tell him the gossip
1: i'm surprised he didn't have recording devices right like oh
0: someone in the accounting department is a spy for the manager now they might have just mentioned that you've been taking a lot of bathroom breaks
1: (laughs) nancy is sure that croon engineered the theft of her bracelet she says to dan webster Mm -hmm. the head of the horse department how would you like to play detective for me
0: and like anyone who nancy asks this not very much <laughs> no so nancy convinces dan to go talk to croon she gives him a whole rundown of what to say
1: nancy is just not acknowledging her privilege and that all of these people have their whole career to lose
0: child playing with an anthill she's yeah. just like oh ha ha, 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 so she sends him in to risk his job and from the window watches him talk to croon she has dan say that there have been several thefts of items
1: yeah she's hoping that croon will give something away by looking at a hiding place that he might have put the bracelet
0: and croon does for a moment look at the dresser
1: we never find out if that was just random
0: we don't because dan then leaves He doesn't
1: even finish his full script.
0: Yeah. Lolita is aghast to learn her foster father might be a thief. I knew he would abuse me, she says, but I never knew he would steal something. Nancy convinces Lolita to search the dresser of, again, her abusive foster
1: father. Yeah, good plan, Nancy.
0: But... Lolita is caught.
1: Nancy and Dan stand guard, but kind Lolita of, I guess, is right? so caught up in her task, she doesn't hear Nancy telling her to leave. And
0: what Lolita finds is like her foster parents' underwear, I guess. Yeah. Just like stuff. Clothes. Croon yanks Lolita by the arm violently, fearful that Lolita might give away their secret. Not fearful that she'd be hurt. Yeah. Fearful that she might mm-hmm. give away the secret. Mm-hmm. Nancy uses ventriloquism
1: another secret skill of hers.
0: And this is the weirdest move. To throw her voice to make it sound like a scream had come from inside the trailer and then run in and say, I heard a scream. Now, is her plan to convince (laughs) Kroon...
1: that there's been a ghost scream like what is the plan i don't know but it doesn't work
0: you could have said i heard a tussle how many times does nancy just say i don't have a plan i'm gonna scream outside of a door and we're gonna see how this works
1: I absolutely think ventriloquism should have come up before.
0: It's weird. Mm -hmm. And even then, of all the ventriloquism things, I I assume she was going to throw her voice to, like, get him to go somewhere. No, she wants to convince him that she heard a scream that came
1: from no one. Yeah. Unfortunately, when she comes in, Lolita slips up.
0: Yeah, immediately says, Oh, Nancy! you're nancy drew says croon that self-styled detective
1: ouch yeah pretty good
0: alliteration and you sneaked in here to spy on the circus croon gives us a synopsis that takes you less long than this podcast
1: Nancy said nothing. This seemed to infuriate the man. Uh, Say something! He towers above her and waves his finger in her face. He says, I knew everything. I knew you were here. I knew you were a writer. I let you be here, but I had spies watching you all the time. But now you're not allowed to be here. You're kicked out. For real this time.
0: For serious, Nancy.
1: Nancy demands her bracelet back.
0: Yeah, so now she's like, well, I just want my stuff then.
1: He says, I didn't take it. And Nancy ought to be arrested for defamation of character.
0: Call the circus lawyers on her
1: it was only because of her youth that he would not prosecute and he says to lolita if you ever speak to nancy again i'll punish you in a way you won't forget Nancy felt it best not to follow Lolita to her trailer.
0: Maybe I should not get her traumatized further.
1: But Dan says, you can't go home. We still need a horse rider. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to put Rosa in the parade, says Nancy. I'm going to come for the actual performances now dressed up as Rosa instead of Bess. And, says Dan, I have an idea. You can stay in the hospital tent. Kroon never goes there. He never visits the sick patients. Like, he won't know.
0: Just so far out of your way (laughs) to get everyone in trouble.
1: And I think she only does one more performance that way.
0: George and one of the... Little people who are, I guess, on our side as Nancy-likers. Take turns watching the Croon's trailer. George follows when Mr. Croon gives a package to a boy and sends him off to send it. At the post office, George bumps into the kid and sees the address. Lola Flanders, care of Tristam Booking Agency in NYC.
1: Could it be lolita's mother
0: as nancy and george are trying to call the police what should come over their heads
1: bags
0: they're kidnapped and knocked unconscious somehow maybe yeah. they faint it's not clear
1: maybe it's drugs again
0: maybe it's maybelline but they wake up <laughs> on a train
1: i think this is the tightest and best they have ever been tied which makes sense if it's circus people tying them up
0: yeah circus people and pirates you don't want them to tie you up mm-hmm. they know they're nuts. <laughs> So it takes them some time to get themselves untied. Hyper, says George. Nancy, we've got to get out of here.
1: Yeah, I love that they try one side door. It's locked. So then they try the hatch on the roof before they try the other side door. They finally try the other side door and it opens right away.
0: I forgot about that. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Why even?
1: They just made this scene last forever. The details about untying each <laughs> other. And and Nancy had to figure out it was George who was with her. Like, duh. Yeah, that's who's with you. Yeah,
0: even the fact that they like open the door and the train's going too fast. So they just like wait for it to go up a hill and then it slows down got down to like five miles an hour and they jump from the train uh, like a couple of 1920s train riders so they find a nearby farmhouse where an elderly couple are kind enough to be lied to they say that their car broke down well the couple guesses that their car broke down and they don't deny it you guys smell like train though
1: it turns out they're a hundred miles from their home near black river
0: trains are fast
1: after breakfast because they have breakfast with the farmer yeah he brings them to the police The police, after hearing their situation, say, Here, have some cash. Return it when it's convenient.
0: Yeah, apparently the cops have a young ladies in trouble fund.
1: Yep, so they take the bus home. Carson says, No more circus. If they get fired, they get fired. You've done what you can. Instead, let's leave town.
0: Let's let him think that his dastardly plan of killing you worked.
1: His diabolical plan.
0: Sorry, diabolical. And, I was thinking of yeah. a different dastardly
1: plan. And I do think there's this consistent devil, diabolical, uh, like the villains in this one are, you satanic. know, evil. Evil gets said a lot. So we're introducing this kind of Christian value to the morals in this one. All the only other thing that gets Referenced is they're madmen. They're crazy.
0: And what could be crazier than denying Christ's love?
1: I guess. Anyways, they could go to New York City and visit Aunt Eloise. Wouldn't that be nice, Nancy?
0: It's the other place people go, other than River Heights.
1: Dad, you're a genius, she says, knowing full well that that address was in New York City as well.
0: Uh, more mystery.
1: She invites George, because George should probably also leave town. Luckily, George is going on a motor trip with her family. So she calls Bess, and this is where it gets confusing, because instead of telling us anything about her conversation with Bess, they instead instead go into how Bess is the one who let Carson know that George and Nancy were missing, mm-hmm. which didn't end up making any difference. Not even a little bit of difference. But I guess Bess was heroic for having done that. But then we have no idea why Nancy called her or what she said to her. <laughs> I had to read it several times. When she gets to Aunt Eloise's, Aunt Eloise has a large photo of her doing her stunts on a horse. And Nancy's like, how'd you get this? And i will Louise is like, I was at your show and I hired a photographer to take a picture of you and I printed it and I put it on my entryway table like any aunt would.
0: I have up to date pictures of you constantly, Nancy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so nancy takes her letter of introduction that her dad gives her from chief mcginnis to captain smith of new york city to the police she's all excited she says anna louise i might find her mother and anna louise says uh if her mother's alive she's kind of a dick for never being a part of lolita's life
0: don't be a downer Aunt louise
1: <laughs> nancy says no no problem i have a solution I just won't tell her if that's the case.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Now, you might think typically that a letter from a small town police officer wouldn't be enough to get the entire New York City Police Department to do your bidding. Luckily, uh, this chief and Chief McGinnis were buddies in the army. Nancy is complimented by the police chief from New York on her many solved cases. She blushed and admitted she had solved some cases. (laughs) Then she turned the conversation from herself to Lola Flanders. The Lola Flanders, it turns out, that the package was sent to was actually Millie Francine. Pretending a young dancer from here in New York. Now, maybe it's a relative, says Nancy. Maybe there's a good reason. Well, the police will keep watching the mail, and Nancy will try to find this Francine.
1: When that package does arrive, it will be impounded and x-rayed.
0: In that order.
1: (laughs) At first, Nancy thinks that the bracelet isn't hers when it shows up. But then a jeweler cleans it up.
0: It was just dirty.
1: (laughs) He says, The sixth charm on here was put on by an amateur. It's a bad job. Captain Smith contacts the London pawnbroker that had originally bought this bracelet Mm -hmm. through the London police. Can't call them himself. That's nonsense. It's
0: out of his jurisdiction.
1: Apparently, the person who signed away this bracelet was named Laura Flynn.
0: That sounds like Lola Flanders.
1: So Nancy says, Dad, will you fly to London with me right away?
0: What? fly to london that's right dad you need a vacation and you can help me solve this mystery it's not much of a vacation if you have to like drop everything Mm -hmm. go for two days and return like he's in london still working but he says yes Mm -hmm. oh dad you're a sweetheart bess has reported that lolita has reported that croon has fired pietro uh-oh. You're gonna get you're gonna get a lot of these, she said, she said in detecting, but it's mm. true. Mm. So Carson, Ned, and Pietro show up in New York City. Pietro, you see, is visiting his father in London and will be flying along. His dad is the one who had seen Lola so many years ago.
1: Ned asks Nancy on a date. Suddenly, without warning, he tells Nancy not to get any crazy ideas about staying in London why Ned? What a funny thing to say. Well, I understand Pietro is planning to stay. Nancy is very confused. And then she finally catches on and starts to laugh, which is about what you should do. Ned, look, just because Pietro is going to London doesn't mean his wedding's off and certainly doesn't mean he wants to marry me. Ned says, I'm not so sure.
0: He probably wants to marry you. (laughs) You're probably going to marry him and go to London.
1: Well, if you liked it, you should to put a ring on it ned
0: one thing i truly loved is when carson and ned showed up carson pointed out that he wouldn't get nancy all to himself until they left for london because (laughs) ned was here lola flanders has been receiving dividend checks and it seems to nancy that croon must be using the agency that he was sending these letters through as a cover-up to steal the dividend checks that should have been going to lolita Or Lola if she's still alive. At the airport, as per usual, trouble.
1: Yeah, trouble. That's what airports are for.
0: (laughs) A thief runs off with Nancy's bag. As she chases after him, she sees him trying to open it on the run. Which is funny because she's like, why is he trying to do two things at once? This is crazy. But he eventually drops the bag and runs off. She looks at her bag. She's like, he was trying to get in. Some of my stuff is sticking out. Like, it's zipped back up, but he was clearly trying to get in. I'm going to go to the bathroom and open this bag up and see what's what. Well, uh, he put acid in it. He put acid in her bag. A man put a vial of acid (laughs) in Nancy's luggage.
1: Yeah. And
0: she opens it up and it blinds her.
1: She is temporarily blinded.
0: I mean, I'm glad they didn't just throw acid on her face.
1: Yeah, that would have been much worse. he like, probably didn't think of
0: that. Well, he was a mobster, it turns out. Was he? Yeah, he, he had hired a... I mean, whoever whoever was the bad guy <laughs> had hired a mobster from New York to drop <laughs> acid in her case. And that's, like, who you have to be to do something so, like, that level of evil is just, like, yeah, oh, he's a big big boy criminal. Luckily, the doctor recognizes the scent of acid at once mm-hmm. and treats her. She's going to get her vision back.
1: She thanks the doctor and he's happy for a second, but then he gets suspicious. Would you mind telling me why you were carrying that deadly acid with you? Wait a minute. (laughs)
0: Why did you have a vial of deadly, deadly acid?
1: When she tells him what happened, he says, I'll report this to the police at once. So now we cut to Ned, Carson, and Aunt Eloise's experience of this time period. Carson's annoyed. Where the heck is Nancy? She's gonna make them late. Ned spots Nancy's bag, doesn't realize it's Nancy's bag, but spots it, and sees a nurse and a policeman going through it. And he laughs and points this out to Aunt Eloise. That has all the earmarks of a mystery, and Nancy's missing it. Aunt Eloise notices nancy's robe in this suitcase and figures out that it is nancy's suitcase
0: oh these guys are good at solving mysteries the policeman's like some fool girl was carrying a bunch of acid and it opened up everyone's assumption is that nancy drew was just carrying vials of acid and one popped open and she hurt herself what a strange assumption to make
1: So after this, without event, they head to London.
0: And there they meet Mr. Favia, Pietro's father. You men, says Nancy, will have to let me do a little shopping. That awful man and his acid ruined some rather necessary articles of my wardrobe.
1: The men give her half an hour. She needs to not only get a new wardrobe, but also get souvenirs for everybody back home. So she actually forgot about the time. That's what Nancy does best. So she apologizes to her dad for being late. And he says, Most girls would have taken half a day to buy all these things.
0: You've truly put me in the poorhouse efficiently.
1: <laughs> <laughs> they go to see the pawn shop owner. He is very helpful. His description of Laura Flynn makes Nancy immediately think of Lolita. And Mr. Fabia says it's definitely Lola. Just based off this man's description. They insist that Nancy give up the case for now and go sightseeing so nancy has to wait till tomorrow
0: you've always got to take a break nancy you're gonna get dehydrated now nancy theorizes that lola may be in a nursing home carson says good hunch
1: she calls around and finds out that there are eight nursing homes in all of london
0: after seeing four the men are discouraged
1: i think it's in like a suburb that they know is particularly right <laughs>
0: but all of london
1: eight, <laughs> eight homes
0: for old people no but they see four of them they're discouraged nancy says cheerfully i'm not giving up yet yeah. nancy would check a million nursing homes for a mystery mm-hmm. the last home they came to was a very shabby place owned by mrs ayers she answers and nancy drew says i've come all the way from the united states to see lola i'm a united states person
1: (laughs) mrs ayers says we're not buying
0: it boggles my mind it's wonderful mrs ayers immediately says well it's a shame you've come so far because lola has amnesia doesn't even know who she is. Well, the way she says it, cause she, then she just, like, shuts the door. Yeah. She's just like, bad news. She's damaged. Goodbye.
1: I just felt really bad because you said that, and I immediately burst into laughter because it is so funny.
0: It's such a funny but way to drop that funny. news, yeah. I think.
1: Well, and it's only funny now, in retrospect, knowing that she didn't have amnesia. Well,
0: and that's the best part, because... It doesn't matter if you're family, you know, it doesn't matter if this is your long lost wife. She's of no use to you because of her amnesia. But then, like, the second they're like, well, we still want to see her. She's like, okay. I mean, she does have frequent bouts of lucidity, so that could help.
1: (laughs) It's like, yeah, I
0: think that'll help.
1: Mostly she doesn't want to lose her income.
0: You'd think, yeah. Until it turns out that she's, like, barely
1: paying. Yeah, she ends up washing her hands of the whole thing and helping (laughs) Nancy. So funny. Because he doesn't pay me much anyways.
0: I I guess I just have to imagine that people come by nursing homes often in London, looking to steal elderly women.
1: Apparently, a long time ago, a decade ago, a Mr. Jones showed up with Lola Flanders, dropped her off, and said, I'll pay you. To take care of her, she has a special doctor who comes and gives her medicine. Mrs. Ayers has noticed the medicine seems to make her amnesia worse. Weird. When she describes Mr. Jones to Nancy, Nancy says, oh, that's Reinhold Kroon. That's no Mr. Jones.
0: Tall, you say? Mustache, you say?
1: Not only that, but sometimes he pays Mrs. Ayers late. So one time they had to sell Lola's bracelet. So
0: that Lola could keep living in yeah. this shabby nursing home. Getting drugged.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Mrs. Ayers says to Lola, you have a visitor from the United States. Lola had thought that Lolita was dead. That's what Kroon told her. Another of Kroon's tricks. Nancy tells her, don't worry, my dad's a lawyer. He'll make the legal arrangements for you to come to the United States and meet your daughter.
0: What is the drug that for 10 years you're just like, I'm very forgetful?
1: I don't know, but it's probably the same drug Carson was put on in the original Whispering Statue. It has a very similar effect.
0: Whatever it is, they come in. The picture has her just sitting in a rocking chair knitting. From a physical perspective, it hasn't taken away any of her abilities. Mm-hmm. It's just made her very forgetful. Could be alcohol. So Nancy and Mrs. Ayers dress Lola in her Sunday finest.
1: Yeah, Mrs. Ayers specifically gives her one of her dresses. Because Lola doesn't have any dresses. She's
0: like, I can't go out dressed like this. I have a memory now.
1: Oh, and Mr. Fabio was right. They did go to the circus once, randomly.
0: Oh, yeah, he did see her. That could have been he saw someone that looked like her. But no. (laughs) Nope. (laughs) He saw her. He's not crazy. But, bad news. A message from Bess. Lolita badly injured. We'll meet you at Hotel Coles in New York with details.
1: Bess. Telegrams; those are never a hoax.
0: They've literally never not been. So first Nancy says, "Let's not tell Mrs. Flanders. Let's not tell her that her daughter was badly injured." But then she thinks, "Also, was she?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Because no one knew where we were supposed to be, and yet Bess messaged us here. Plus, Bess always calls me Sir in her telegrams." <laughs> no, no not, really, not Not really.
1: That part
0: um, Dad, she says, "I've just decided this telegram is a hoax." Nobody in the States knew when we were flying back, and so they just call Bess. Did you send the telegram? Bess says, nobody. No, I did not.
1: Yeah, what are you talking about? I didn't do it. Not me. So, it turns out Lolita is just fine. Not injured at all. Hooray! Bess gasped, first in horror that anyone could be so cruel as to send such a message. I mean, that's compared to everything else they've done. How dare they! Acid, amnesia.
0: A lie, though?
1: So best gasps first in horror. But then, in delight, to hear that Lolita's mother has been found. What does that sound like? <gasps> <gasps> Nancy and her father come up with a plan to take a helicopter to a nearby city and then drive back to New York City and then fly to River Heights.
0: If you think you're being followed, it's always prudent to take a nice helicopter ride. <laughs> yeah.
1: While in New York City, Lola Flanders is going to stay with Aunt Eloise. They don't trust a hotel at this point. You can't. Nancy is also going to stay there. But no sooner do they bring Lola Flanders there. But they both say, Bye, we're going out to do errands. Now Nancy can go out as long as she wants because Ana Louise is only going to be gone for 20 minutes. Sure. That can't go wrong at all.
0: Captain Smith looked at Nancy in admiration. Tristan Booking Agency changed address to Hotel Coles. The Hotel Coles is the what the note was from. And Lola Flanders is registered there. Captain is like, I'm glad you didn't go to the hotel. You figured it out. The trick. <laughs> Plus it's in a bad neighborhood. I love that addition. Also it's in a bad neighborhood. Yep. Clearly a big trick and in a bad place. <laughs> yep.
1: But there are two strikes against it.
0: But bad news. When they get back Lola Flanders is missing.
1: What? Yeah.
0: You can't go out for 20 minutes kidnapping takes only 15 so nancy tracks down millie francine she calls a series of dance clubs now i don't know what that means to you but this is the most noir part of a nancy drew book i've ever gotten to yeah as she calls to find out where the dancers work yeah until she finds millie francine's place and then takes ned there
1: yeah ned shows up in new york city as a surprise
0: right and nancy's like i got a surprise for you
1: you're going on a date with me to the Bonton restaurant? Bonton club?
0: The bon- I think it was the Bonton nightclub.
1: Ned says, I know you didn't expect to see me. Ned had unknowingly talked on the phone to the kidnapper while they were in Aunt Luis's apartment, <gasps> saying, I'll be over soon. Nancy says to Ned, you and I are going to the Bonton as fast as we can get there. Ned, who is well versed in all of the nightclubs in New York City, <laughs> says, well, I'm glad to have a date, but why pick out a place like that?
0: Ned's first time seeing Legs.
1: Anyway, it won't be open in the afternoon, says dummy Ned.
0: Yeah, Ned seems to know a lot about these places. (laughs) Nancy seemed discouraged, but she guesses correctly that they may be rehearsing. There they find Millie and corner her. I'm a detective and I know all about you, says Nancy. (laughs) Yeah, it's a little intimidating. (laughs) Mr. Kroon knew I needed money, says Millie, and he offered me the job of cashing checks for him and grabbing the mail but i didn't know it was evil or bad or illegal or anything
1: she she certainly didn't kidnap anyone
0: and she certainly doesn't want to go to jail so she's like i'm on your side how do i help
1: nancy's like you can prove you're innocent by coming with us
0: Mm -hmm. by doing some mystery for me
1: (laughs) (laughs) so millie gives them the tristam home address and when they get there they find lola flanders looking happy she's like oh they're taking me to see my daughter nancy's like that's what i was going to do actually they're not so they stall for time unbeknownst to nancy ned has already called the police and told them to get over to tristam's house before they even go there convenient when tristam is confronted with nancy's evidence he became virtually a madman and he tries to run from the room millie blocks his way oh no you don't I'm going to be proven innocent. You have to stay. And then the police arrive.
0: Nancy drops a pretty badass line when he's kind of denying everything, and she's like, Well, maybe you should explain that to my friend, the police officer. <laughs> He's out front and might want to chat with you yeah like right before he runs she like and that was an awesome line
1: yeah and also she doesn't know the police are there i didn't put that together like she said that without even knowing that it was oh uh, yeah
0: hey nancy well done
1: yeah. <laughs> coincidentally when they get on the plane to go back to river heights guess who's there pietro
0: he lives on a plane now
1: i couldn't stay away i had a hunch you would solve everything and i could finally get married
0: i think you're right says nancy lola will have her wish her mother will be present at the wedding so nancy sneaks into the circus wakes up lolita
1: get up let's go i'm bringing you to the hotel you're gonna meet your mom
0: but as they walk by king cat's cage nancy feels a strong hand on her shoulder so you're still trying to thwart me, says a familiar voice.
1: It's Reinhold Croon." Manor! He thrusts Nancy Ooh. into the lion's cage. Ah! Old King Cat with a great leap. The huge lion sprang at Nancy. Luckily, Ned and Pietro are nearby and they raced forward with lightning speed.
0: Faster than a cat.
1: Of course, Ned's lightning speed is slightly faster than Pietro's.
0: Mm -hmm. Grease lightning.
1: Ned grasps Nancy, swings her away from the lion heroically, and then the angry, confused beast landed one claw on the boy's hand and raked it badly.
0: That could end his football career for good. Luckily, Pietro was there to crack the whip against King Cat's nose, sending him back into the cage. There's pandemonium as the circus gathers around, Ned's hand bleeding profusely. Ned, you must go to Dr. Jackson at once. But then, realizing she had not thanked him for rescuing her, she added, Ned, you saved my life. Which is also not a thank you.
1: (laughs) It's kind of better from Nancy, though. I
0: mean, sure, it's an admission of, of, of some help.
1: Have you ever seen him save her life before? Because he has a lot of times. And her acknowledge it at all?
0: No, it's true. <laughs> it takes a lion attack.
1: Ned smiled at this new found affection in Nancy. Nancy, I'm thankful I was here to do it. I'll say thank you, since you won't.
0: As he, as he pales from the loss of blood.
1: These scratches aren't bad. Now, first of all, I thought he had one scratch, but then it turned into more. I it feel I feel, like if, I feel
0: like if your hand gets raked by a cat it's yeah it had a to be
1: more than one but yeah. they specified one claw so that was what was weird to me oh they did anyways i thought
0: a claw was like the whole paw i think that's what i was thinking it
1: doesn't matter if it's not that bad <laughs> okay. it can get very infected cat scratch fever yeah get, get that treated right away ned luckily the police set up a roadblock to catch the croons
0: it was within another paragraph that everything was tightly caught.
1: After finding that the denials of his crooked schemes were futile and that not even his two spies.
0: Wait, he had two spies? Guess who they were? Oh gosh, it had to have been uh, a, a very short man and a very wealthy clown.
1: It was the tramp clown. What, what? Yeah, I never trusted him. And the giant. That's
0: the opposite of what I would have thought.
1: I know, I trusted him. <laughs> And even they had not been entirely loyal to Croon. Look, and to be clear to the
0: listeners, they had never really come up before at all. Mm. So there's no reason for the book to, like, let us in on this knowledge that they'd been spies all along. Yeah. But there you have it. The giant was kind of a brown noser.
1: Croon confesses fully. Now, earlier Tristam had said, it's all Croon's doing.
0: Ah, uh, but Croon but did not spare the Tristams on whom he put a great deal of the blame. Tristram was the one who attacked Roberto in the end. So if you if you need to hate someone about that, it's Tristram.
1: I like in this book that they do say, both when the Tristrams confess and when Reinhold does, that it was pretty much the story Nancy expected. Yeah. And spare us, like, repeating the whole story.
0: The only thing she didn't end up knowing was who specifically attacked Roberto. Yeah. Or I guess who specifically gave her the acid. But it was a mobster.
1: And Roberto was attacked by Mr. Tristam.
0: Who thought he was attacking Hitch.
1: Yeah that's a twist.
0: <laughs> Nancy suggested that no one attend the reunion of the mother and daughter. You guys have about 10 years to catch up on. Also, one of you has been drugged for 10 years.
1: Lolita thanks her for her understanding, but then is like, no, I, <laughs> I don't need that. So she didn't really understand. She wants everyone there. Oh, their praise of Nancy was boundless. And Nutt and Pietro were heartily thanked also. They are very excited to start their own circus family business. Bad as Mr. Croon was, I certainly have him to thank for one thing. Sims is still a fine circus.
0: Aww.
1: <laughs>
0: Lolita asks for the whole Vaskin troupe, with Nancy of course, to perform for the wedding. Best whispers to George. This is so marvelous I could cry. It's the best mystery Nancy has ever solved. George agrees. It was swell.
1: It does seem like a very best mystery.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of romance.
1: But then George does also get to go on a train ride, so. (laughs) That's all you need. (laughs) But just you wait, says George. Another good mystery will come Nancy's way. And I'll bet it won't be long either. And George was right. Nancy had hardly recovered from her days at the circus when she was confronted with the Scarlet Slipper Mystery.
0: Ooh. How long is Nancy Drew recovery time typically?
1: (laughs) I don't know. A day? It was pretty strenuous.
0: At the wedding, each performer outdid himself. Nancy felt as if she had never done her stunt writing so well. The happy bride and her real prince, which they say don't totally get because I don't think he's actually a prince at any point. (laughs) Nope. And that does come up sometimes in Nancy Drew's life, but yeah. it's fine. We're married in the Great Circus Ring. The reception was in the cafeteria.
1: It seemed to me like this was a callback to the circus show that Ned and Nancy, they attended this show of a child bride right, within the Romani community at the circus.
0: Which was gross.
1: Getting married.
0: So it's a nice juxtaposition because that was a child bride, but this just sounds like a child bride.
1: Yeah, Lolita. Yep. <laughs>
0: Oof. Uh, and there were presents displayed in one corner on a large table.
1: Aunt Eloise
0: had given the couple a gift of a big picture of Nancy. Yeah. I think the same one from her own home.
1: It's like, I need to update my decor. This will be a constant reminder of the most wonderful girl I have ever met. Says Lolita. She also holds up her wrist, displaying her horse bracelet. Huh? Nancy did find it in her heart. I guess it was rightfully Lolita's <laughs> I guess it must have been. Are you sure you want me to have this wedding gift? Says Lolita. No. Of course I do. The bracelet came from a queen, and now it has come back to one. What? The queen of the aerialists. Oh. <laughs> I can't believe Nancy didn't get a trophy this time. In fact, she had to do extra work.
0: Uh, that w- that was upsetting. The trophy was, in this case, she got on a resume. She could put Sim Circus.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Maybe in the Scarlet Slipper, she'll get extra booty.
0: <laughs> I hope so. Well, I can't wait to see what Cinderella comes with next time's Slipper, huh? Yeah. Huh? Uh, well, we'll be there to talk to you about it. Uh, until then, I'm Carl. And I'm Hope. Go Wildcats! Wildcats.
1: We might need to have a special episode about this video game sometime. I have
0: a... We have a... There's a host of video games... We can, um, oh, I don't know, put them on our Patreon.
1: Remember to support us at our Patreon.
0: (laughs) You can email us at riverheightsradio at google.com or find our Patreon, River Heights Radio.
1: We'd really appreciate it.
0: Instagram at River Heights Radio. Twitter at River Heights FM. River Heights Radio on Facebook and River Heights Radio on YouTube. Uh, And give us a review or five stars on apple podcast or spotify or stitcher or wherever you're listening yeah if you listen this far i mean why not
1: we actually put a lot of hours into